0: L'kut HaSichez Chelek Chafalev Parsha Yisrael Sicha Beis We Pasuk Vayichan Shom Yisrael Negad Ahura On the Pasuk in this week's Parsha That the Jewish people camped At uh, opposite the mountain Mount Sinai So the Pasuk is written in singular He camped there Not they camped there Sh'teit HaMechilte So the Mechilte notes about this Kol Mokam Hu Oimer Vayisa Yachnu. Everywhere else wherever they they uh, traveled and then they they camped, it says they traveled and they camped because they when they traveled it was in dispute they weren't united they were at each other, you know arguing and so on, and when they camped, they camped also in these in the same kind of arguments and so on. Abu Khan, over here, it's written in a singular because they were all of one mind, of one heart. They were all united as one. This same idea is also written in Rashi. In Rashi in they say that. But Rashi reverses the order in which he brings it up. He says, quoting the words of the Pasuk as one person with one heart, but in all the other places where they camp, with tarumas of with arguments and uh, you know complaints and so on. So the mechilta first says that everywhere else it says in a plural, because it was with Mechilta And over here it was they were united. Rashi starts with them being united in this case and the other places and the other uh, instances. They were arguing and that's why it's written in plural. From from what's the difference between the two? From the Mekilta it would seem as the Chiddush is in their chanoi in their chanoye, that what's new and unique and novel is that in this case they were all united. The fact that in this case they were all one of one heart. In on, in not in a mode of arguing and so on as they were in all the byal under chanois as they were in all the other places where they camped. But for Rashi is mashva. For Rashi it seems the opposite. As the chiddush is that what is novel and unique is fakir the opposite. In demvos aval sharachanois v'at harumas v'machlokes the fact that in all the other places they did argue, because Rashi starts with. Here, they camped in with one mind and one heart. But the other places, it was different. In other words, that what's novel is that in the other places, they, it was different. The Mechiltad says the opposite. In all the other places, they argued and so on. But in this case, they were of one mind and one heart. In other words, what's novel, what's normal is that it was Machleikas. What's novel in this case was, this one case was that they were united. Of course, according to both of them, this was a special case, different than all the other cases. But the question is, which, what's the abnormality? What is unexpected? According to Nachilte, it seems as if it's expected that they argued. In this case, it was, oh, they didn't argue. Rashi says, in this case, they, they were united. But in the, all the other cases, unexpectedly, they argued. So you have to understand and Rashi, what is the difference? Why do the Rashi and the Mechilte have such a different opinion about whether what's normal and what's unexpected and what's expected? Base. But is the Rashi the It would seem that the difference can be explained based on a difference between Rashi and the Mahilta and how we interpret this Pasuk this This is something that they're ever discussed already in another Sikha. But he, in, in brief he says it here, the Mechilta, learnt The where does it derive this idea as Kol Makam that everywhere else they were they've travelled and camped in dispute? therefore he learned it from the fact the fact that in all the other places it says they travelled, they camped. In a plural, and therefore, everywhere else it says they camped, and therefore that's why it was a machuikus. But in this case, it says it's written differently in the Torah. It says he camped in a singular. Therefore, it seems that this time they were of one mind, one heart. Mashenkin Rashi. Rashi doesn't bring the words in other words it's not from those words which Rashi derives it and the reason he doesn't is because the reason it's written in in plural in all the other places can be explained simply because we're talking about a multitude of people there were millions of people there. Shvatim, they were divided into 12 groups 12 tribes and so therefore of course it's written in, in plural there were millions of people there were uh, 12 different groups so they traveled therefore that has nothing to say on what was their frame of mind it's just simply the facts the meaning of Rashi learns this from what the Possek says here. The Possek says, there, Shom, there, in this case, they camped in a singular. The Possek emphasizes that in this case, they camped in a singular. because you could ask the question, in is the what seemed as the word Shom is Yitra Loshon, the Inserting the word they camped there seems to be unnecessary. You don't have to say they camped there. So the could have simply said, baMidbar, they camped in the desert." and the Jewish people camped opposite the mountain at the bottom of the mountain. Why does it have to say they camped there opposite the mountain? So Rashi notes from this that why does the Torah add the word there? And the fun is a fun mochach. From this, he derives as dafke shom by der that it was only there in this particular case, in this camping, is given by Yichan loshon It was in it's to be understood as a singular because they were as one person with one heart. kol is from this, you can derive from the fact that it says there it was as one. Well, what about the other places over there? It wasn't as one over there. It was the tarumas is with disputes and arguments. Then we have to understand what the mechilta says. How does the mechilta know from the fact that it says it's written in the other places in a plural as That in all the other places they were arguing. with arguments and uh, disputes. It's just simply, could simply be understood as there were many people, that's why it's written in a plural. Mm -hmm. Before we get to this question that I just said, uh, just to elaborate on what the Rebbe said before, that's why the difference between Rashi and the Mechilte, the Mechilte takes it from the word which is written widely in the Torah and many, many times in the Jewish people's travel through the desert so therefore that's the, that seems to be the standard so the Mechilta starts with that that's the standard he learns it from those words Rashi doesn't take that as the standard that, that, that's not what means. it doesn't mean that they traveled in dispute because it says it in a plural the, we learn it from this possibility it says in this case they, tra- they camped as one so Rashi starts with that That's where he starts from. It comes from there. But the other places from this, we learned that the other places it must have been in dispute. So there's one question that we said before, which is that uh, how does the Mechilta take from the words Vayisu Vayachnodra means Bamachlaikis? Another thing we have to understand the Mechilta alayn Zoptev Pasuk. The Mechilta itself says on this Pasuk Vayisu Vayibne Yisroel Meramsis So not this Pasuk, but the Pasuk va'yisum Vayibne Yisroel that the Jewish people traveled from Ramses to Sukkos which was the first uh, trip as they were leaving Mitzrayim they left the uh, province of Ramses and they went to Sukkos that was the first uh, travel so he says there Meramses to Sukkos Ayin they traveled in a blink of an eye Nasuh B'nei Meramses to that whole trip took one instant like the blink of an eye L'Kayim HaShunemar it fulfills that which Hashem said to the Jewish people I will carry you on the wings of eagles so that's when it happened that they traveled it was like in an instant in a blink of an eye they were from one one place to another where the question that has to be asked is in this kind of a trip which takes a blink of an eye isn't it given a for What? It's not possible to say they had this great dispute in that blink of an eye. So there was no dispute at that, at that trip. And why does it say about the trip that they took from Ramses to Sukkis, which was the whole thing, took a blink of an eye, it, in, in plural? There was no so Why is it written in plural? Which according to Mechilta would mean that they travelled in dispute and that's why it would be written in plural. Well the on the other hand, is we have to understand according to Rashi Yavos is the Mesiv. Then Varsham why does the posig add here, the word sham? that in this case it was um, united? in order to tell you that but however all the other trips were in dispute the question according to Rasha would be why does the Torah need to tell us that in this particular case the Jews camp by Mount Sinai they're all united it's a beautiful scene why does the Torah have to choose to tell us now but all the other places they were in dispute in their Pasha of Matan Torah, why does the Torah have to bring it up in the Pasha of Matan to undite to bring out, to point out the shameful fact that the Jewish people everywhere else they were arguing by Shar Kolachanois. Then in all the other ones they were arguing. Why bring it up here? Gimel, so then the sabir uh, So the explanation is Pirush Rashi. Al Rashi explains things according to the simple understanding of them of the psukim therefore When Rashi, when Rashi says the other uh, campings were in dispute and so on when he says in dispute and argument Rashi talks simple words. so dispute and argument means literally dispute and argument them is and for and to say that because it says they travelled and they camped, that it means that they were at each other's throat in arguments and disputes, there's no proof from that. It doesn't really lend itself that the fact that's written in plural means that they were arguing all along. it doesn't not only is it not necessary to say that but it doesn't even seem to lend itself to that kind of an interpretation Ashar that all the other tra- travels that they had were all in dispute and arguments if you understand the word disputes and arguments to mean literally that they were arguing why do you have to say why do we have to say that all the other trips they were arguing and where do we know that from because it says they, they traveled. that doesn't really even lend itself to such an interpretation. Because when you use a plural expression, when you're talking about a whole multitude of people, it doesn't in any way indicate that they are arguing. As we mentioned before. It's only because the Pasuk here points out, makes a point of saying, that Shom in this case they are they camped and uses a singular term which teaches that in this case it was as one united So we, it brings up a new novel idea which wouldn't have been known from all the other psukim where it says they camped but here it seems to point that out it seems to be making that point but it's something new and, and uh, only brought to our attention in this particular case but it's only in this case where they camped by the Mount Sinus and didn't they were as one. the term, but which leads us to understand that in all the other cases, they were arguing and disputing. the Machilta, on the other hand, according to the Mechilta is the Pirush Machleikis, when the Mechilta uses the term "Malecus, which is take, generally taken to mean disputes the it doesn't mean to say that they were arguing, that there was disputes and uh, disunity amongst them, Nor all he's saying is that they weren't all of one heart, which means, which means they had different opinions about different matters, they're different people, they think differently, they don't agree on everything, but it doesn't mean that they have to be arguing with each other. And this is obvious, because people are, do not all think alike. So therefore, when many, many people have to do, have to approach a project, obviously, naturally, there's going to be different opinions about what's the best way to carry out the project that they're approaching. Different people excel at different things. Different people think differently. They feel differently. So of course they're going to have different opinions about how it should be done. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be fighting about it. They just have different approaches. And the far state by Allah, and and that's why the Mechilta says, by all the other places, it says they traveled and they camped. Loshon in Rabim the, in the plural, because when we talk about traveling and camping, when they came to a new place, so a new place means a new mission, as we'll soon see. New place means new mission. Okay, what's, what's expected now? What do we need to accomplish in this place where we're camping? Different people have different ideas about how to go about what needs to be accomplished in this new place. So therefore, they traveled, they camped, they had different opinions, different attitudes, different ways of interpreting what's the next step. And that's perfectly natural. Especially when we understand the concept of coming to uh, camping in the desert, in the way it's explained in Chassidus. As the Membez that the 42 Places where they camped in the in the desert throughout the 40 years. They they allude to 42 levels which they grew when they left Mitzrayim. They were on one level. They camped in the sukkas, They they were they grew they accomplished something in sukkahs that gave them a new insight. Then they left from there. From that level, they moved on to a new level. These are all expressions of spiritual growth that they went through over the 40 years. In HaVadus HaShem, these are 42 levels of growth in service of HaShem. So obviously, we're going to talk about a new, reaching a new level, reaching a new spiritual height, and so on. So obviously, there are differences between different Jews, on all andere, there would be a difference between every individual Jew and all the other Jewish people in the community because everybody is different. Because each one's growth will be in accordance with where they are right now and where they stand currently. And from there, they need to go to a new level. Everybody's different, so obviously, there's going to be a different way in which they're going to grow everything in Aved is going to be in accordance with where this person stands in his heart in serving Hashem with his whole heart in serving Hashem with his, whole, with his soul with his very life and with his everything that he has so therefore obviously in each one of these levels everybody's different than everybody else so of course there's going to be a different camping camping is going to be different in everybody's experience only that, nor dog, but in this particular case, by the Chanoi from Matan when they camped at Mount Sinai in anticipation of Matan Torah, is given a chidush. here. There was something very different, new and novel, which is very unexpected, in fact. In this case, they were all as one, of one heart. They all, became, they all had the same attitude and approach because they were opposite at Mount Sinai they are going to receive the Torah they all had a common agenda they all had a common view a common approach to it they, they were all of one heart not even the word can be spelled with one heart one base or with two bases of. Would indicate that there are two sides to the heart. You know, the heart has the uh, the good side of the heart and the negative side of the heart, and so on. It could be multi layered hearts. But Lev here it doesn't say lave of, it says Lev, one heart. Because Lev, which brings out perfect unity, perfect peace, that brought. A perfect unity amongst the Jewish people until it neutralized all of the different opinions that they have, generally, which is perfectly understandable. But in this case the the bigger picture of the Torah which brings unity, whose mission is unity, had an influence on the on every Jew that they all became of one heart. On the verstandig. And so now we can also understand, if was by the why it is that explaining even according to the Mechilta, why when they were traveling from Ramses to Sukaisa, which was an instant, a brief instant in time, it still says that there was in uh, in, in uh, it says in plural, which indicates that they were not united. According to the Mechilta, Vail Afalpi has Dinah because even though that trip was is given kharvain, which only took a moment, an instant, is given in an eifem from kulum keechot, they were all one and together. From that's when Kaminish zodnerev you still can't call it by, you can't use the term a singular term by Yichan, as by is is that at that moment they had no differences of opinion, which comes from each person's thinking is different and so on. So what are you going to say? Because it was an instant, therefore they all suddenly had the same opinion about everything? Certainly not. That's something that was only accomplished as a result of being being there, in, you know, at opposite Mount Sinai, which is the giving of the Torah. So, Torah can bring out such a unity amongst people's thinking. Only based on Torah, but even though the trip was miraculous and it was in an instant, which it's true, they didn't argue and they didn't have disputes, but they didn't think alike just because of that. Umahay Taima, and that's the reason why a statement pasuk vayichan Shom Yisroh that it says only there by Matan Torah did they camp as one. Pasuk says Madikish, but the underachanos which emphasizes that all the other campings, all the places that they camped, as Nishgivanim. Absa from Lecha Levechad. It was not a situation where everybody was of one heart, while in them, but stayed deruftuven Torah because it's only in the presence of Torah that it brings everybody on board thinking the same but uh, ordinarily even a great miracle of an instant trip from Ramses to Sukkah also still everybody remains whoever they are they are not going to argue they are overwhelmed by the miracle perhaps and there is no time to argue but they are still different people that think differently (coughs) and Rashi who has a a different understanding of what all the other places was but it means literally arguing arguing Rashi goes a step further about the unique situation of what happened by matan by uh, Har Sinai. As Torah tutuf he's saying that Torah can even bring about unity. As is Torah can even bring together people not just about their different ways of looking at things, but even tardo mismachleikas even people that are living in disputes, that are constantly arguing, even there, Torah brought them together, and there was no disputes at Mount Sinai. Main Me'n Tarumaz by Ba'yechan Sham, meaning to say, there in this case, in this one particular case, by Ma'an Torah, but in all the other campings, as Rashi says, Tarum was Machleikis, it was with arguing and Machleikis. So there, so Rashi's going a step further that even people that are at each other's throat, but when they camp by Har Sinai, suddenly everybody was at peace, they were all of one heart, everybody's focused on the goal. So Fashtein the Mylaf and to understand more clearly what what is this unique quality of Taidra the and that it's specifically Tayrah that can bring out this unity where everybody is of one heart. The <speaking in Hebrew> because you would ask, the question has to be asked. <speaking in Hebrew> it's not as if throughout Torah <Hebrew> we don't find any differences of opinion. Not at all. Every page of the Gemara is full of differences of opinion. <speaking in> Biz <Hebrew> In fact, our sages tell us as <speaking> nitnu <in Hebrew> The Torah <Hebrew> was not given in a clear cut. Uh, you know, this is how it is elakol davar in every matter, wherever a question arises mem tar you can see 49 um, facets of declaring it to be tar and mem tas On the on the other hand, you could have 49 explanations of why it should be Tame. in other words, every subject in tayra you can give 49 explanations one way, 49 explanations the other way tayra contains very different opinions within it Torah is Mechaev, day is Chalukas Torah means that there are different opinions nor only that there's one unique quality about Torah which is says, in Allah, the unique quality is even though there are 49 ways of looking at it this way and 49 ways of looking at it the opposite way, each one of those is the opinion, the word of Hashem that's very interesting you're giving two opposite opinions, and yet they're all what Hashem's intent. I'm not going to explain that here, but that is what is clear about the Torah. So, therefore, Torah has many opinions in it. so How could you say that because of Torah? that it brought about this unity and one way of thinking everybody lost their own individual way of thinking and everybody was thinking in one way Everybody's of one heart what do you mean Torah doesn't bring out that everybody agrees with everybody about everything and even though you might you know, you might try to answer yes they may have different opinions originally but then the halacha gets the ruling the final ruling is given in one way and that's the final ruling in other words there's only at the end it comes down to one opinion you know this is the opinion the correct opinion or the final opinion the halachic opinion and after the ruling has been given everybody has to conduct themselves according to that opinion even though you feel differently and you think differently but you have to do what the final ruling was Main to Sabinish, but that doesn't necessarily mean the That doesn't mean that everybody is now thinking the way that the halacha was rule, ruling was given. They may submit to the ruling, but they still have their way of thinking about it. As is in It's just that in the actual behavior, everybody has to do the same thing of him. It's adam seichel but as far as their thinking is concerned it would seem that they would still be have different opinions Okay, this time the majority ruled against me so fine, I'll do what the majority says, but that doesn't mean I have to think the way the majority thinks what does it mean that Torah made everybody of one heart which means, as Nishnar, and Achtes, and that not only were they all doing the same thing, nor as yet Achtes is Leiv, there was also in the heart the feelings of the people. Everybody felt the same way about the matter, which doesn't seem to fit with how Torah is studied and developed. And if you look at any page in the Gemara, you'll see that so to understand this first we have to introduce was the Posik is madgish that which the posseh emphasizes in this, uh, in this telling of that story that in the in describing that they all camped at the foot of the mountain meaning in singular all with one heart the Torah prefaces it by telling us that when did all this happen during the third month after the Jewish people left Mitzrayim they left in Nisan Then was Iyer and this was in Sivan that's when they came to Harsinai so it's the third month from which we understand that somehow the fact that they all are of one heart somehow relates to the fact that it happened in the third month. Because the Torah makes it, makes it its business to say that it was during the third month. Why does the Torah have to tell us this detail? Could give the date. Why does it have to say it was the third month since they left Mitzrayim? There's something special about the third month, which is what leads to this perfect unity. The Chazal and as our sages tell us in Zainim they also emphasize this in regards to the in regards to Torah in general in algemein, what does the what do Chazal say? Brich, Rahmana blessed is Hashem, the Yoyv oriently soi that gave the Torah, which is a three uh, a Torah made up of three parts, Torah naviim k'suvim la'amtly soi to a nation which is made up of three groups, which is kayanim levim, and yisraelim. Soy was given by the third child of Amram and Yechebed Moshe was the third born it was uh, yeah. Miriam, Aaron and Moshe soy was given in on the third day which means Hashem told Moshe to tell the Jewish people be ready for the third day in three days there is going to be so it was given on the third day and in the third month so in other words they emphasize not just one aspect of three but it's a whole bunch of threes that come together, obviously there's something significant about this three the fact that the Torah was given in the third month is is because somehow the Torah is connected to the number three but it would seem that when you say you're making the point that it was all as one they were all as one person you would think that that was more relates more to the number one it should have been given in the first month which is unity one is unity as we find by the six days of creation as the Yoim Rishon and Yoim Echad, the first day is not called the first day, it says day one. The second day is called second day. But the first day is called one day, day one. Which mean, means, means, means the day of unity. And what is it? Why is the day one? Why is the first day day one? Because at that time, there was only Hashem in his in his perfect singularity he was the only thing that existed at that time so it's one that expresses perfect unity the the number one expresses unity not three what's the connection between unity of Vayichan to the third month the three Exists in uh, uh, three means that there are many parts to it. There's part one, there's part two, and there's part three. Hey, is the Birvaz? That's the explanation. Is there Chiluk in, in Remez HaTaychen zwischen Is what is the difference? What do numbers one, two, and, and three allude to? What do they teach? What do they represent? Echod is Madgish the number one means there is only one thing period that's the only one thing exists one that's all there is one and as our sages tell us at that time was the only thing in the world there was nothing else that existed that's expressed by the number one the second day or the the number two means okay there are now two different things. It's not one anymore. We have two different um, components. Two different opinions, two different sides, two different it's not one anymore. There are two. It expresses division. Und slishi is what does three mean? shlishi the third means a number of the third component which brings together one and two. Which were in division, three is able to bring them together to become one. Where do we find this? We find, for instance, where our sages tell us that there are there are sometimes two psukim which seem to contradict each other. What do you do when that happens? And then comes along a third pasuk and explains or or gives you what's going on. It it brings a balance between the two. That's what the name Brings a balance between the two. As an example, there is a Pasik that talks about Mountain Taira. One Pasik says that Hashem Hashem came down to Mount Sinai. Another Pasik says, I spoke to you from heaven. So that Hashem speak from heaven or they speak from from down on the mountain? Comes a third Pasik and says the Darashem uh, Notoshamayim, he tilted the heavens down onto the mountain. So yes, he spoke from heaven, but heaven was on the mountain. So it uh, it equalizes, it balances the two Psukim. Yes, he spoke from heaven, yes he spoke from the mountain. The third Pasik explains it. In the klal is Mudusha in this rule that we just mentioned that there are two sukkim which contradict each other, and then there is the third pasuk which balances. There is a it, it seems to express two opposite things. From Einzide on the one hand is Teyda Emes, Teyda Meid, which is truth says. A that these two sukkim are not only divergent, meaning to say, they deal with different things. They're not talk, They're not similar to each other. Not only that which would be more analogous to when we said that different people think differently they're not necessarily arguing about anything but they, you know, they have a different approach to it so these two psukim have a different approach to a matter but it's even more than that these are two psukim which contradict each other which is more analogous to that they're arguing with each other these two psukim are arguing which means not only are they different other than <clears throat> it's not just a, uh, a contradiction which is only if you don't look if you don't look a little deeper just look a little deeper you'll see what the answer is into this passage itself of and if you think about it a little more in the tzayk suvim if you look at these two psukim and try to to get to the bottom of it, you'll go below the surface. So, so then, that me you'll find the solution, and you'll be able to bring them together. And the answer is no. It won't help to look more deeply into these two psukim. What's going to happen is it'll just bring out the contradiction even more, perhaps. Nor what do you have to do in order to bring them together? You need that third pasuk in order to balance these two psukim, because there is truly a contradiction in this in these two psukim, And without the third pasuk, you're not going to get to the answer. Without the third pasuk, Zane Zibe Emes says that they really do contradict each other. But on the other hand. Is the uftu andshi what the third pasik brings out what it brings to the table as er is that he balances between them me what is real what the real meaning of balance? balanceish as a pas there's one way to look at it is the third pasik will tell you which of the two Psukim is right and which one is uh, to be understood differently in other words, one of them is right that's sometimes a arbitrator can sometimes say, no, you're wrong and you're right and he arbitrated that's called arbitrating so this, the real meaning of arbitrating is not to say to reject one and to accept the other one nor rather what does it mean but rather the real meaning of arbitration is is that both psukim which are contradicting each other you're able to bring them together and they both are correct once you bring the third Pasuk into the picture. That's called true arbitration. You're both right. And when you see it this way, when you understand it this way, you're both right. That's real arbitration. As we explained about the Pasuk, about uh, whether Hashem spoke from heaven or from the mountain is And the same is true to understand what, our, what the Gemara says that the, where there's two, two different opinions about a matter, and then a third opinion comes along and, and seems to arbitrate between those two opinions. then we say, that's the halacha the halacha is like the one that arbitrates." in other words, includes both of those opinions. An example of that is, one opinion says, you're not allowed to do so and so. The other per- the opinion says, you are allowed to do so and so. They are clearly contradicting each other. Comes along the third opinion and says, in this instance of what they're talking about, you are you are allowed to do it. In that instance of that case, you're not allowed to do it. So in other words, both of them are right. There is a uh, There is one example of that case scenario in which you are allowed to do it. There was one example of that case scenario that you're not allowed to do. One is you are allowed to and the other one you're not allowed to. So therefore, that would be the halacha, the third opinion, which it would seem that they, or they are really, the first opinion says you're never allowed to do it. The second opinion says you're always allowed to do it. He said, the third opinion says, in this case you are allowed to, in that case you're not allowed to. We, we paskin like that. Because he has incorporated both opinions into his opinion, means he arbitrated between the three, between the two, and he brought them together. Was the tam is the reason why the halacha is like the one that arbitrates, while the chachrof on the day is because in this case the the third opinion is nishdamidvazi is maskim laachzem bezadeis. Arbitrating in this case doesn't mean I agree with uh, with uh, opinion 1 and I reject opinion 2. And uh, therefore, nor, uh, so therefore you would say, well, there are two, now you have two against one. So that's why the halachas But that's not really what it's about. Nor The real reason is because his view of it incorporates both of their opinions so they can both agree with him on one on that aspect of it or one aspect of it so this way he brought together both of those opinions into his opinion he incorporated elements of both of their opinions into his opinion and therefore we rule according to that divrema khriya so that's the real meaning of Shlishi. Shlishi means you have two, uh, in two, in number two, you have division. The third, op- in three, means he's able to bring together, arbitrate, and bring together the two divergent opinions. Vibal das Chazal verbinden, canal, Teirub misper Shlishi. Since our sages, as we said before, connect Teirub with the number three in so many different ways. Is the so we understand from this as clawless taira that the general idea of taira is there is, with, of course, within taira cases of divreya machriya or a posuk which is machriya between two uh, contradictory psukim, but as a general theme, taira is similar, like the three which brings together divergent opinions. Taira in general has to be seen as the three which brings together different opinions the idea of Achtos. How to explain that though which means even in those places in Tehira where the p'sak Din is not in a way that it accommodated both opinions sometimes Tehira says no we reject this opinion, we accept this opinion and that's the ruling in most cases it's that way actually rather most of the cases we reject the other opinion and we go with one opinion Is this, uh, reject only means in the final halacha not that we still maintain that they're both holy and the, the will of Hashem and so on but we will conduct ourselves according to one opinion and we will not do it according to the other opinion but even in those cases in truth in the, if you look at it from the inner dimension it's really that we have brought them together why? because after we give the final ruling has been given the people that were of the other opinion in the end they agree with the final halacha because that's the law, that's how Torah is conducted. We have different opinions offered, and then we go by the majority of, uh, and, and we make a final ruling. But after the final ruling, everybody agrees with the final ruling. And it's nish nor benigeim isa bapail. And here the Rebbe points out that it's not only that they agree, fine, we're going to do as you say but we don't agree with the principles of it no, it's not so in In Taira, true Taira study what this means is once the ruling is given then everybody comes around to thinking that way too they bring themselves their own thinking into that direction as well so that when, and now there is a true unity between all the opinions. In the initial discussion, different opinions are floated, are offered. But in the final analysis, everybody comes around to seeing it the way the final Allah says. I happened to learn ye- yesterday in Sechta Bab it talks about Rav Huna there seems to be a contradiction between how Rav Huna ruled on a certain matter and the Gemara answers originally he thought this way but then when he heard that Shmuel, his mentor ruled differently so he came around to a different way of thinking and he ruled according to Shmuel that doesn't mean that he just threw in the towel and said well Shmuel said I'm not going to argue with that it's that he came around to thinking that way he brought around his mind thought about it more, delved into it more deeply, until he understood what Shmuel was saying, and therefore thought that way too. Thus is the Kayach von This is the power of Teira. Hashem has given His people strength, Taira, and Hashem blessed His nation with peace. That Taira brings peace. First, you have a discussion, a wide-ranging discussion in the ministry of Torah on this uh, subject of Teirah Lakan people offer uh, opposing uh, opinions about it and thoughts and ideas about it opinions but when you reach when you come to the final stages where the decision is taken from Tayra in, in the context of Teirah and it all comes down to one approach, we're going to go with this ruling for that, that's the meaning of Hashem gave His people strength describing Torah as strength in this context means that in order to be able to take different opinions and give a final ruling according to one and only one, that takes strength and resolve commitment, you have to be able to reject something and accept something that takes strength The to be able to follow through on your decision So what that means is that you have to be able to fight off the different everybody has a different way of thinking it's based on the makeup of your personality and the, the makeup of your brain, how your thoughts are, your seichel is either to the left or to the right and so on and you have to be able to in order to come to a final analysis you have to be able to reject and and ignore or push back at the other opposing opinions and that takes commitment and resolve in the Shagavata'i you have to be able to say no, this is how we're going to give the final ruling it takes resolve to do that but after that is done then, it, then there is a perfect peace that all the opinions now come around to agree that this is the correct ruling and they all bring their minds around and when they do that when they say that this is the right uh, ruling it's not just that they're saying it but they are truly mean it they really feel it they really think that way they really agree until they all become perfect united, perfectly united in this matter. And this explains the story that our sages tell us: as when, when there was a dispute. The Gnor tells us, the Mishnah tells us, a uh, dispute between Yeshua and Ram Gamliel They each had a different way of calculating the calendar that year, that month. And according to the way Rabbi Yeshua understood it, Rabbi Rabbi Gamliel was the head of the Bezdin, so therefore he had the final say on the matter. Probably the majority held that way too. So he decided that Rosh Hashanah falls on a certain day, which means Yom Kippur falls on, uh, let's say, Tuesday. Rabbi Yeshua saw it differently. He understood it differently. He felt that the Rish Kedosh was either a day earlier or a day later. And he thought that, let's say, Yom Kippur should be on Monday. So Rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel declared that Rabbi Yeshua, you must come to me on Monday, which you think is Yom Kippur. I want you to travel, to come here to the Bezdin with your walking stick and with your uh, your wallet your bag of money in other words that Rabbi Yeshua agrees that this is not the day of Im Kippur Rabbi Gamliel is correct tomorrow is going to be Yom Kippur you have to come on the day when your Kippur comes out according to your uh, your opinion When Rabbi Yeshua did it he came on the day that he had originally calculated to be Yom Kippur. So in Flug is Nishklatik. So we have to understand about this story. B'khtei Rabbi Yeshua's L'Bavayzna zatut vi Rab'an Gamliel in order for Rabbi Yeshua to display publicly that he is agreeing with Rab'an Gamliel would have been enough and Rabbi Yeshua would have been enough that on the day that Rabbi Yeshua felt was should have been Yom Kippur which is Monday Stam He would have gone from wherever he lived and appear, show up in Yavne. That's where Yavne, that whole dispute, the Bezna was at that time in Yavne. Which would have been more than a Tchum, the walk, even if he walked there, it would have been a violation of Yom Kippur because he walked more than is permitted to walk on Yom Kippur. So and Why did Rebbe Gamliel declare that he has to come with his walking stick and with his money? What do we need all that for? Come out, come to my place. Everybody sees that he he walked more than the everybody Everybody's happy. from the So one of the explanations is the there, because it had to be become clear to everyone ton vidas Ram that when Rabbi Yeshua is doing, listening, and going according to the opinion of Ram Gamliel is nishtamet Sail. He's not doing it because he he accepts, even though he understands it to be differently and he disagrees, but he accepts, he submits to the opinion of Ram Gamliel. but he is his opinion still remains. I think he's wrong, but I'm submitting to his will. He's the head. He's the chief. I'm submitting to his will. It had to be clear that that's not what's going on. Nor, but rather, that Rabbi Shua, with every fiber of his being, even his own mind, he agreed to Rabbi Gamliel. His mind also agrees with Rabbi Gamliel. His opinion has changed. Even though originally... In his thinking, which his thinking was in the way that Torah sees this, because he was he was voicing opinions of Torah. So he thought, as <coughs> And he thought that it should not be on the day that R'gamliel declared it to be, is of a the But then when the final ruling was given, and he was told that R'gamliel ruled that it was on Tuesday so it became his opinion too he understood it now in the way that Rebbe Gamliel understands it and he and he agreed fully with Rebbe Gamliel's opinion and how do, you, how do you display that how does Rabbi Yeshua display I agree with him fully not just I'm throwing in the towel I agree with him fully how do how do you express that? That was expressed by bringing his walking stick and his money with him. In them, Zetman, because by that he displayed, from now you, from that you see, as that the ruling that Rav Gamliel gave was not just something that touched his outer being. In other words, I will do what he said to do, but I don't agree with it. No, it permeated every part of him. And it, it, the, hal- the halacha penetrates every part of who he is and everything that, that makes who he is and what he has and so on. Even the most external things to Rabbi Yeshua, his walking stick, his money, these are very external things to a person like Rabbi Yeshua these are really things which are do not, they don't define him as a person but even that was permeated by the ruling and not only a stick which the walking stick at least it serves a purpose of helping him walk but even something which is even more external, money which is completely external to the person even that came along with him. In other words, what he was saying was, when I come to Rav Gamliel, when I agree with Rav Gamliel, it's not just one small aspect of me. It's everything about me agrees with Rav Gamliel. That's why he brought his walking stick and his money. And that's why the Torah, the Gemara tells us that he brought his walking stick and his money. And that's why Rabbi, Rabbi Gamaliel insisted that he bring all those things. Zion. The Eclaring in them to explain this. Even though Torah is, it's an intellectual book. Study. Method of study. In fact, the Torah calls it this is your wisdom in the eyes of the nations. So the Torah describes Torah as Chochmah Wisdom But there's something much greater about Torah which wisdom generally does not contain Torah has something which regular wisdom doesn't have and as our sages tell us somebody comes along and says the other nations have wisdoms too they have uh, smart people they have ideas and so on there is wisdom amongst the nations you should believe it, that's correct there is yes, Torah bagoyim altame but if somebody comes along and says they have Torah too don't believe it that's incorrect because there's something about Torah which completely transcends Chachma that Chachma doesn't have but Torah has we have to understand about the If the if we're saying, agreeing that there is Chachmah wisdom by the Goyim, Hastas means as the by Goyim, that this quality which the Goyim do not have because they don't have Taira, so the quality that is contained in Taira, which the Goyim don't have is nishin the for Is is not related to the Chachmah because they have chachma too. So what is it about Torah that they don't have? Must be something that has nothing to do with the Chachmah, because they could have chachma too. And the the So then, why is the Torah saying that the Torah is your wisdom for in the eyes of the of the other nations? If what Torah is is not the Chachmah that they have. So what do you mean that the Torah is the Chachmah? The Torah seems to be something not related to Chachmah, something beyond Chachmah. So why does the Torah describe it as your wisdom for the nations? Not the Pshaddafun is, but what it really means is Mitzad, the Mail of the teyre, versus Nish by Goyim, from, the, from this, the, this quality of Torah, which the Goyim do not have, is Da'an Ilui Oich, in the Chachmas of Taira, this unique quality of Taira also enriches the wisdom of Taira. Is da in the It enriches this unique quality of Taira, which the Goyim don't have. Enriches the wisdom of Taira, which ordinary wisdom doesn't have this unique quality. and the riber is Taira Chachmaschem ayrespitz yelach Chachma b'binaschem leineh Ga'im. And that's why the Torah describes your wisdom as the Goyim will perceive it in you, will have a unique quality, which they can't reach, but they will see it in the quality of wisdom of your Torah. Because it's a unique quality that is not found in ordinary wisdoms, but it enriches and permeates the wisdom of Torah too. The, so what is this talking about the Yisrim from Torah of Chachma is what is this unique quality of taira over ordinary wisdom Torah is because taira means it's a lesson a lesson means what, it, what should I do what does it teach me to do that's the important thing Taira, which is a Torah of truth it doesn't just explain what is correct you know what's the right what's the right understanding of this situation. No tighter bringt euch euch erreis dem begin von der maskanewiralle meisen. Tüyre the has at its end as its end result. This is correct. Therefore this is what you must do. As there other musik firn bei von that according to the wisdom of Torah, this is how you must behave. Based on this understanding, this is how you must behave. Ordinary wisdom sometimes is just, you know, it's theoretical. It doesn't necessarily translate into, therefore what? Therefore what do I have to do? It doesn't necessarily have a lesson, a life lesson. Masha'Enkin chachma git nish kanei to mentioned, as he says now. Whereas on the other hand, ordinary wisdom doesn't necessarily give a person... Uh, it demand or insist or give you the f- the final uh, ruling on what you need to do on this matter learned a mention the only thing that ordinary wisdom teaches a person is as that if you do so and so then this will be the result that's what wisdom does tells you what the result is haste <laughs> im But wisdom is not going to tell you this, therefore you must do so and so. It doesn't tell you what you have to do. It tells you what the result is going to be. You're a free person, you can make your own choice. You want to make a choice which you're going to have a different result, even if it's going to be a bad result. But you're a free person, therefore you can do whatever you want. Taylor doesn't allow that. Tayra says, this is the correct way, therefore Taylor says, this is what you must do in for instance in medicine. mention. Medicine medical knowledge tells a person, as if you will behave in a certain way, this is what is most likely going to happen to you. But it doesn't obligate a person. When a person visits a doctor or reads a medical journal and it says that this is what happens if you do so and so, but it's not going to say therefore everybody that's reading this article must do so and so. There's no there's no such. That's not the conclusion of the article. If a person wants to do things which are going, going to undermine his health, he can do that. But whereas Torah doesn't allow for that. Taira gives you a ruling has been torn by Nij If Taira looks at a certain situation and says, you have to ask a doctor. The doctor said that this is unhealthy, you're not allowed to do that. The doctor said this it says this is what you need to do in order to maintain your health. That's what you must do. Taira says you must do that. And for this reason is Amim. That's why Taira is your wisdom to the people to the other nations. Um, because when you study a certain subject and after the, the discussion it comes to a conclusion and there is a ruling on what has to be done so then since let's say you were on the other side of the debate but now that you know what the ruling is so what are you going to do? you're going to look deeper into this matter you'll work a little harder and only then could you get to the true, to the true ruling to the real understanding of the matter because once you know that Taira, which is Torah Semes, insists that this is the right ruling the correct ruling so then you have to understand why do I see it differently? why do I understand it differently? I must be wrong so I need to look more deeply I have to peel away more layers in order to get to the right conclusion in my mind as well the river is the Chachma von Torah, and therefore the wisdom of Teira is a Chachma where the wisdom is not just theoretical wisdom it also leads to the conclusion and once you know what the conclusion is and you know that and you believe, you trust that that is the correct conclusion which means this is God's wisdom. This this conclusion included. And you're thinking differently. So you know that you're wrong. So you need to come and understand. what Why that conclusion is the right conclusion. And therefore. It includes within itself. A much deeper. Um, digging. For the truth. Than ordinary wisdom. Ordinary wisdom doesn't have that benefit. Because. There is no conclusion that you must abide by. And therefore you don't have to change your mind to that conclusion. You can continue thinking the way you think. The reason why there is a this difference between Torah and ordinary wisdom is is because Torah is the wisdom and the will of Hashem. vazi is M. which is the absolute truth on every matter and when you talk about truth, truth means, truth, real truth means, it breaches, which means it reaches from the highest level, all the way down to the lowest level, truth means it encompasses everything, there is no nothing, which isn't included in truth, there is no place where, well over there, truth doesn't really reach that far, of course it does, as a matter of fact, the, the word MS, which is the first letter, Aleph, the last letter, Tuf, and a mem in the middle is the middle letter. In other words, that it reaches from the first letter all the way down to the end. See Muzain umetum. Truth means that it has to work everywhere. Un Alam in Alamragis an every level. Under and therefore is megala, emes funazach when taira tells you this is the truth, this is the opinion which is correct. Can if Tayra declares that this is the correct thinking, so then you can say, Well, in my mind I will understand this to be the truth, but my behaviour will not accord with that if he understands that this is the correct this is what truth is, in an under but he his behavior is he practices differently. So therefore that can be. That is not a Torah recognition of truth. If it's really true, then it has to permeate all the way down to what you do as well. It has to permeate your ac- action. So what it means is the truth of the idea has to permeate every part of you until it also permeates your way of behaving in fact in Torah the, maisa, the way that you behave that's the main thing what it is in your theory in your mind isn't as important as what you actually do my high for this reason is there is also differences in the veg vemun kumzu to the chacham tentaire and how a person reaches the wisdom of telagabi andrah chacham in comparison to other wisdoms one amongst them is also gemimah our sages tell us as the tam for vosmat kevegen and allah habeshirul the reason why there was always disputes between the yeshiva of be, be- and the yeshiva of be, be- hilul the ruling is generally, for the most part, the vast majority of the cases is according to Hillel. Why did they always decide in favor of Hillel? Unishvi beShammai and not like beShammai. even though it was known that the the Shammai students were more sharp. They were more intellectually; they were more powerful than Hillel's students. Still, the ruling went according to Hillel. Why would that be? The reason is, It was because they were easygoing, and they, and unassertive. They didn't always have to have it their way, in, a, in every single debate, and every single, they were unassertive. So you have to ask, that's the the reason that the Gemara says, so the good question is, the Inu from Kriyas the idea of finding the correct ruling on a certain matter is It would seem that the person that is sharper and more intellectually capable, that's where you would look to to get the correct ruling. When aggresor, the person that is smarter all of us therefore is able to understand the matter better and deeper and so on. It would seem that the Allah should always be according to Beshame, which were which were, as the Gemara acknowledges, sharper and uh, and more intellectually sound. So why was it in done in favor of Beis Hillel's ruling because they were more, you know, they were easygoing. Like what does that have to do with how you give a ruling? No, that Indian in them. So what it is, what it means is. In order to be able to reach this elusive, I shouldn't say elusive, but this transcendent level of what the real truth of Torah is, which is how you come to the halacha, to be able to understand what is the real desire, what is the real will and will of wisdom of Hashem, is you can't reach that just because you're very smart and very sharp because seichel will automatically push you in a certain direction some people lean towards more openness some people more discipline and so on everybody has their own tendencies so your, your seichel your mind will always push you in the direction of what your makeup is what your personality is as a matter of fact, in regards to Bishamah and Bishil themselves, we say that the reason that Beish was usually more um, stringent and Baishil was more lenient is because Isla because Be lived in a in an aura of chesed, of kindness, therefore so they were more lenient, Bishamah more disciplined, therefore so they were more restrictive. So Seichel itself is not going to get you to the absolute truth. Because it's always colored by your thinking. Unde river therefore, therefore as the von Seichel is zu So even though it's true, that Seichel by definition means you're looking for the truth. That's what the search, wisdom means a search for the truth. which is the reason why a person to some degree is able to Shed my preconceived notions on a matter because if I'm really looking for the truth, I'm going to try to not go in the direction that I am naturally pushed to. I will try to see the other side as well because I'm looking for the truth, and to be able to understand and to understand it differently than I'm accustomed to understanding it. And therefore, we'll make an attempt to see it in a, from another view, what is natural, then what is natural to him by his nature. In fact, we find that Beishamai sometimes ruled leniently. And Basil sometimes ruled stringently, which means that they weren't simply going according to their... Natural instinct. They looked for the truth and therefore sometimes they saw it, and the opposite of how they see things in general. So, even though that's true about wisdom, on the other hand, in the end, wisdom has a certain parameter, a certain context, and it remains, Seichel will always remain in that context. And therefore, it's always governed by Seichel. And therefore, sometimes there are certain things which are transcendent, and they go beyond what you can understand based based on your Seichel. And therefore, it eludes you to find the absolute truth, Hashem's truth, from the Dovah Moskloviyah, is to be able to understand it and what it truly is. Because in the end, you're still bound by your thinking but when a person has the personality of humility of self effacing personality in other words that I am not governed by my understanding of it I have the humility to be able to say this might be beyond me which little self-effacing attitude allows you to escape your own parameters because I don't have to have everything fit in my box then that allows you better to be able to get to the real truth because you're easygoing, you're willing to step back you're willing to give in that means that you can get to the real truth because you're not boxed in by your own thinking. And because H- Beis Hillel were that kind of personality, therefore they it was understood that they reached the truth better than Bishamah. The Allah Islam Mita and therefore the halacha, the final ruling, which is in order to express what is the real truth and what does Hashem really want after all the debate is done that was always they generally ruled in the favour of Bezil. because they were easygoing and self effacing. That it was based on the fact that they had Bittl. Tests. That this idea is in them we also find that at the beginning the very beginning of uh, Shas is the beginning of uh, Mesech the when do we start reading Shema it talks about the reading of Shema on the Siyem Shas, what's the very final lines in the Shas <speaking> in <Hebrew> anyone that studies Halacha every day and it goes on to talk about that, so it talks about Halacha at the end the Siyem HaShas is <speaking in Hebrew> the end of Shas is about studying Halacha the tachlis from Ta'ira is because after all is said and done, you just went through the entire sha's. What's the bottom line? Halacha. To be able to get to the bottom line of all of this discussion, all the debate. So the Greek Maskanahullah Maiza to reach the point the uh, what is the final ruling? Because that's where you find what is the absolute truth, the real truth of Taira. That's why it ends that way. That's the bottom line. In order for that, the entire discussion and debate, as you were learning Shas for the last what, however many years, in order for everything to get to that final ruling, to be able to recognize that's what is most important, from al that it should come to the halacha, what's the real truth of halacha what has to be the beginning and the uh, basis, the foundation of the entire debate has to be from Krishna uh, which is the lesson of Shema what is the idea of reading the Shema the submission to Hashem that's what it starts with because when a person submits to Hashem in other words they are in reverence of Hashem and they express bitl I'm only looking for the truth of Hashem it's not about how I think and so on it's so then his study of Torah will also be with that goal in mind with that attitude of mind and he will come to reach the truth of Torah in the way Allah wants it and they says because that means is when a a person is studying Torah and has to give the psak, and he has to and he's always mindful of the fact that when another yid is going to follow his ruling, he wants that ruling to be the correct one. That is truly what Hashem wanted. Other, and, and all depends on him because it could go the other way too if he doesn't do his learning in the right way he can give a ruling which goes against the will of Hashem and for this reason he's constantly in a, a state of awe and, and fear and so on to be able to get to capture the will of Hashem that his learning should be in accordance with what Hashem really wants and because a person is in this state of where he his thinking is not as important as getting to the true meaning of what Hashem wants, then his thinking becomes a proper channel for what is the absolute truth of what Hashem wants in this matter. and therefore Hashem gives him the right thinking. To be able to get to the right halacha. Yud. Based on this, we will also understand that taira is tutof shalom How it is that shol, that Torah brings true peace amongst the different opinions that are arguing about the matter. Biz aziz and that eventually it brings everybody around two thinking in the same way if we're talking about differences of opinion about a thing which is being approached with intellect, you know, everybody brings their own mind to it and uh, their own ideas to it not Torah but just ordinary wisdom then always the opinions will always remain there's nothing to change your opinion in the world of intellect there are always things which make you think in a certain direction and that will always be and in the end there are you could see things in two different ways and therefore I see it this way, you see it that way and that's how we'll, as they say agree to disagree also wisdom which Goyim can also have understands Even the Goyim will also have, you know, we have different opinions about a certain matter. But in the end, everybody, you know, we've got to do it one way. We can't have everybody doing it differently. Because you can't allow the world to run. Everybody does whatever they want. That's obviously going to destroy the world. Well, then, and therefore, when there are different opinions in an Indian on a certain matter, Then you, what you do is you take a vote, you find what is a happy medium and that everybody can agree with, and that's what you do. and then even the, the the people that voted against it, in the end, they have to agree with it. They have not agree with it, but they have to do according that's what democracy is. We disagree with you, but you're the majority, so we'll do it the way you say. That's even by goyim. is but that's only. There's no other choice. So what? What are you going to do? You have to do it this way. You don't agree? That's too bad. You have to do it this way anyway. As the Isaiah day that the minority is going to have to. Ignore the fact that this, they disagree, and two and Vi even have to conduct themselves according to the majority but in their own minds they haven't changed their opinion at all. but it's very different when Torah gives a ruling because we believe that when the final ruling expresses the true will of Hashem so this opinion which you may have disagreed with this is the real will of Hashem that is the absolute truth on this matter Mitzah dem is the is because this is the absolute truth, which has to reach from all the way to the highest level down to the lowest level, is thus in So therefore, this is the correct opinion in every single level. Meaning even in Maya. And not only does it reach Maisa, but it also has to reach up into your mind that it's correct in your way of thinking too you have to bring your mind around to thinking that way too and it doesn't matter whether your um, tilt of your thinking is to the right or to the left and so on <clears throat> because that in this case that's not correct correct is what the final ruling was <inaudible> and therefore wherever you are in the spectrum of thinking you're going to have to bring your mind around to this is the correct ruling, and anyone that is truthful will do that, and will bring their mind around to thinking the way that what they know in the final analysis is the correct way of thinking when a person studies Torah with the proper and submission which as we said before is what makes you into a receptacle to be able to reach the truth is so when he hears when this person hears that the final ruling was be the way the Torah sets up how do you how to, to determine what the Allah is and then he hears he sees that the Allah did not agree with his way of thinking nor chalukas but rather the final Allah agreed with the his disputant with the person that felt differently, thought differently than him. Is bittel because a person is bottled to the will of Hashem and is ultimately looking only to to know what is really Hashem's will in this matter. he delves into the subject with a new to try to get to the bottom of it, understand it better, who until that even I, with my I need to find my way to understanding it in the way that the Halacha rule because that is the real truth. And that's also the difference in the three months of Nisun Ear and Siddin. Nisan which is the first month, or Echad one, month one, is the Khaidush Mitzraim is the month in which the Eidn came out of Metzraim. Which happened in a top down way. Hashem revealed himself and took them out. In Gan al Maila the whole thing happened by it was all initiated by Hashem. He did the whole thing. It wasn't through any preparation from down below and so on. Vibal the is gekumen nishmitzad And since the redemption from Mitzrayim came not as a result of what the Eden did, but rather from, because Hashem decided it's time, nor is in them, so therefore there is no differences amongst the Jewish people how to approach Yitzir Mitzrayim it didn't come from them it came from top down so they don't have an opinion on this, it didn't come from there it came from Hashem, there's only one approach when the Yitzir Mitzrayim when the Yidn went out of Mitzrayim they all went as one, there was no room for different opinions I didn't do it, I didn't conceive of it I don't have an opinion, it's all Hashem. That's why it's called one, what month one. Under <laughs> and this idea of this unity that was expressed in the Mitzrayim expressed itself the <sighs> both in the way that the Yidn actually left and also the state in which the Yidden were as they were leaving Mitzrayim number one is both the if you think about it the gathering of all the Jewish people into one place they were spread out in Mitzrayim two million people they have to gather in one place that gathering uh, which uh, they gathered to Ramses inside the Ash Damas and also that first leaving, that first travel, the Etsse the actual leaving from Mitzrayim the which went from Ramses and, and they went to Sukkos to the city Sukkos is given in an was away. The Hashem carried them on the wings of eagles. They all gathered because the eagles came and picked them up and then they left from Ramses to Sukkos on the wings of eagle, eagles. And therefore it all happened in that one instant which is indivisible. It's not an instant made up of four seconds, not even of one second, not a half a second. It's an indivisible moment. It's such a small fraction of time, that you can't even divide it in two, one moment Keherif Ayin, like the blink of an eye the other point, the Toyer of Eden, how were the Eden described in their exit from its the is his time, is Hashem, they are called all the army of Hashem, left, that's how the Toyer describes the Eden in that in that situation, Tzivus Hashem the what is the foundation of an army? Is Kabala soil, is submission. Everybody has to listen to the commander. There's a hierarchy, you have to listen to your superior and he has to listen to his superior. It's all about being told what to do. In is Ishat There's no difference in your platoon between you and anybody else. Everybody is equal because differences between people is only when you bring to bear who's smarter, who understands it better, then you can have differences but if you're just listening to the command and doing what you're told then there's no difference between one person and another differences are only as a result of how people understand things how people feel about things but in submissions and in all in listening to the command, everybody's equal. and since the Yetzias Mitzrayim happened from top down, is in an in a way that Hashem took all the yidden out as one. by the and therefore, in the Yitzchus Mitzrayim, it doesn't describe well. First came Reuven and then came Shimon, and it doesn't describe any differences. They came as an army. Yud Be'eshvatim, it could have been divided by the 12 tribes. Israelim, it could have been by the Many divisions which exist, but none of them are brought up in the description of Yitzhay's Mitzrayim. The only thing that was expressed in, in regards to the Jewish people at that moment was that thing which unites them, which is Kabbalah soil, total submission to Hashem. Tzivus Hashem they were an army of Hashem Abel Eidach Gisever on the other hand is the Achtos B'lelis Benigeya. this unity is expressed only in this context the Inin HaKabal Derasia. it only reaches the fact is that they were all in, in a state of kabbalah HaSail and they were united in that one point Abel Eidin B'Mehusam but who they, they remained who they really are, the, in their thinking and in their feelings they remained who they are. of they still remained different in their thinking and in their feelings and so on. Says nor, as a for nigla it's only that because Hashem revealed Himself to them. That's why, because they were overwhelmed by Hashem's presence, so therefore their differences were not recognized in that situation. The only thing that you could, when you looked at a Yid, all you saw was submission to Hashem. But does that mean that they weren't thinking, feeling people? They were. It's just that it wasn't the thing that you saw at this moment. And the stayed by and that's why the description still remains. They traveled because they weren't all one in their thinking and their feeling. They weren't, so it just describes it as they would. They, everybody traveled in the way they were, who they were. So that's Nisan year. What's the month of the year? the second month, is the Chodesh von is the Chodesh in which what's outstanding about it now and also then they were counting down to Matan Torah. It's the, day, the month in which every single day is the counting of Svirah. Svirah Sa'imer. is meant to refine your 49 levels of your character. So in other words, that's very personal to each person. In this matter, the Jewish people are not similar to each other at all. It's just a whole bunch of many, many different ways of uh, understanding that and, uh, and relating to it and so on. so Goli and that I guess it's obvious that there are many levels within each person's character, each each person has their own character. So every year there's a, a world unto himself. Kol Echad each person according is a world unto itself, as I said. Und the Sivan, sorry, And then comes the third month, seven the Chodesh from the month in which the Torah was given, was Torah had einigt Ali Yidden. Torah unites all the Yidden in an Eif and from Echad in a way that everybody is of one heart. As Nishkokin the Gad the is that notwithstanding the fact that there are so many different opinions amongst Yidden, Vafilat Terumas Machlekas. In fact, there is even arguments and disputes and so on. Mach Torah Shalom Tuvish and the other days are Halukas. The Torah. Makes peace amongst all these different opinions. Biz as vert until they all come around to feeling the same way. amiti a true peace. And he explained before how that is accomplished within Torah. Yud beis One of the lessons from all this is the alkerab is mevayr in Tanya. The Altareb explains in Tanya the einu from avos yisrael the mitzvah of loving every Yid has to be nefesh to every Jewish soul, Megodol from the greatest to the smallest. And the reason is because the source of every soul, of every neshama, which comes from Hashem himself, from the true unity of Hashem, is we are really one and the same that we have one Father, and we're all one and the same, and therefore, the love extends to every single person, the greatest to the smallest. So one could ask the question, and this all explains, that if I was interacting with His, uh, deep, you know, His core essence of His neshama, my neshama was interacting with his neshama. Came by a man, and then you could you could insist as Then you could say I should love him because my neshama is interacting with his neshama. We're really one and the same. is literally like two brothers. But when we're talking about another yid, is ein ben not only, this type of a yid not only is the source of his neshama not manifest in his life nor there is he is in such a situation as the chumrius haguf shaloi that the coarseness of his own body completely conceals his nishama altogether so then how could you ask me, tzohab So how could I have a love to that person in the matzav Yerizit in the situation that he is now? You're telling me that I should love him because of we we have a common neshama. I look at him, I don't see his neshama at all. I'm not relating to his neshama at all because it's it's totally obscured and concealed. So how am I supposed to relate to him based on his neshama? (inaudible) That's the lesson of there the Jewish people camped by the by the mountain, there they were one, only in that situation were they united but we are told that all the other travels was in disputes and in different opinions and so on. Their uft of Torah is what it's saying is that the true accomplishment of matan Torah is accomplishment of matan is as mahadim kaiach mamshul zayn them in in the makam What it's telling us is, we're talking about people normally are arguing and disputing and have different opinions, yet they found unity in Torah when it came to receive the Torah. So we're not talking about angels or even more, we're not talking about a Yidin where the essence of the soul is on display all the time and that's why they're united we're talking about people that live in, in dispute and that the, the unity that is brought through Torah is an even greater unity that is brought as a result of the fact that we all share the same nishama. because there when we talk about the unity that comes as a result of the neshama that we all share the same neshama what that means is a unity like the number one which is we're all one and the same there is no two differences between yidn but here we're talking about a higher level of unity like the unity that is brought out by three which is even higher than one because you take two divergent, two people that live in dispute you don't see his neshama but yet you can bring yourself to become one with him or to have unity with him and therefore to the contrary and therefore to the contrary Therefore, what this means is that where is the greatest expression of unity, which is through Abba Throw, and because that's the greatest way of expressing it, that's why the more emphasis has to be put on that way. For the most part, or for the first and foremost, has to be expressed to Jews which are on a level which you would consider to be on a lower level they find themselves in a place where there is disunity, where there is unholiness, which leads to disunity. When and it's uh, specifically there, by Yechan Sham, like from the word Sham, so there we have to bring that unity, until we can all become one person, of one mind not one person but of one mind like one person of one mind and when we make this effort in love of in love of every Jew and unity with every Jew as the word is singular and especially a unity which brought, is brought about through Torah, connected to Torah as it was in that time it was because of the Mount Sinai so it says we can bring about this unity also by making sure that every Yid has a letter in one of the Sefer which is being written on behalf of all the Jewish people to unite all the Jewish people through Taira, through having a letter in the Taira that will be the proper preparation. And this will be the channel which will bring the new Torah that will come from Hashem in the time of Mashiach. Gilly Mashiach, the revelation of the Torah of Mashiach. Through the redemption. Speedily in our days.